There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Ralph W. Basham, MD, a.k.a. Hackmaster. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And, of course, Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Nice. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda, encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. We're rocking out. Is Kristen with us? Yes, she is. Kristen, Kristen. What's the buzz? Buzz, tell me what's happening. Tell me what's uh, happening. Exactly. 
No, it's that uh, we're we're moving into Emmy season, so the next like three weeks, that's all anyone's talking about. Well, so you're not going to be around for a couple of weeks? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I should be here. Um, I'm trying to think because this is Tuesday, so Emmys aren't on Tuesday. I should be good. Marvelous. Stuck with me. Marvelous. So, what's the yes. Emmy? What's the big Emmy buzz? Anything exciting? I think the you know right now in terms of the show itself. Everyone's going hostless. That's like the new yep. trend, which I think actually is great. Yeah. You cut out all of the comedic bits, just get people on and off the stage as quickly yeah. as possible and call it a day. Right. I like it because nobody like it cares too. about the awards anymore anyway. Who cares? Will you, uh, Christian, will you be Hollywood attending? Hollywood does. <laughs> oh, will you be attending any ho- any hospitality suites to get a little swag here and there? You got a watch on your in your future or something? Well, here's the funny thing. The trend is to not go to Gifting Suites now because um, it's usually filled with more like D-list celebrities versus A-list. And <laughs> well, wouldn't be caught like, dead with the like D-list. If you're a great celebrity, they send the stuff to your house. Uh, Otherwise, like it's all the reality stars going to the Gifting Suites and having to pose with like, it's always like random skincare. It's not the yeah. big ticket items that they used to have back in, you know, say, the late 90s, early aughts, because it used to be vacations and really nice watches. But you have to remember that now the IRS taxes you on this. So Uh, those days are over. So the socialist celebrities don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, what's that all about? Ah. That switched right around 2006. And you know who changed it? It was George Clooney because it was right after Katrina had happened. And they gave all the nominees these extravagant gift baskets. And the Oscars used to actually give them to all the nominees, not even just outside companies, like the actual Academy. And George Clooney was like, you know what? I have too much stuff. It was, you know, early 2006. He put it up for auction for the United Way. And he made every celebrity that received a gift basket and didn't put it up for auction. He made them look bad. So that Mm. shifted the whole whole strategy. Well, I love it. You're a tough guy when you're a billionaire. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I'm generous when I'm a billionaire. Yeah. When I'm a billionaire, then I'm really generous. Is he a good guy? From ever, you know, I've interviewed him. He's lovely. From everyone I know that has worked with him, they adore him. Good. Well, that's nice cool. to hear. Now, if he were only handsome, mm-hmm. now that really. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and he's got a beautiful wife, and he's smart, and isn't always in front of the camera. He's working behind the camera, bringing interesting stories, not just superhero movies. So. I'm okay with that. Well, that's good. That's how life should be. Where's his wife from? I think she's Middle Eastern. Uh, you know, I think so. Is she Middle Eastern or something? I thought so. What she's yeah, like? She Lebanese, Vietnamese, or something? Oh, she's Lebanese. Lebanese. Totally oh, I, th- I thought you said something else. Are you talking about Talia or Amal? Because he had two Amal. Middle Eastern. Oh, yeah, he was with Talia for five minutes back in the eighties. Yes. <laughs> Tali or pff, Amal. Amal is Egyptian, Lebanese. Oh, she is Lebanese. There Lebanese. you go. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. Yeah, Talia is now married to um, uh, I can't the actor from Mad Men. She was also in Mad, Mad Men. John, John Roger Sterling. John Ham. John Slattery. John oh, Slattery. Slattery That's yeah. married to now. Oh, okay, I get it. There you have it. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask you a question. Your yeah, news little are, musical chairs, musical yeah, wives. Musical Hollywood. wives, yep. 
in, ho- in, in, in Hollywood, are your TV stations and newspapers as horrible as the TVs and newspapers in all other markets and lying constantly? Do they lie all the time? <laughs> I don't watch the news here at all, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, unless there is uh, during fire season, like getting yeah. weather reports and things yep. like that is important. But other than that, I just don't watch um, news. I really keep most of my news kind of on the national front because I like to keep up with what's happening. Right. Um, but otherwise, I will read an occasional LA Times article if it um, you know, catches my interest, but I'm not someone that's subscribing to LA Times even. Okay, I'm reading this next thing off of one page on a news website. This is all one page on one news website. You ready for this? So you decide Mm -hmm. what's going on. You ready? Here we go. Stocks have strong finish to a rocky week. Stocks end bumpy day mostly higher. Market stem slide at opening bell. Markets off to strong start in new week. Well, which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's four different takes on the stock market. The it's... problem is with sites like that, <laughs> what they want you to – if they say that the market is some way, then they can say, oh, if you give us $5, we'll tell you which stocks to buy. Yeah. So, you know, it you, people will find what they want to hear and then give money to that place. Yeah, that's pretty much true. So, 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 so in that little story, they gave – Everybody, something to hear. Yeah. So if you wanted exa- to hear this, you heard that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If the market's up, oh, good, my stocks are better. The market's down, oh, good, I don't have any stocks. Oh, no, I should buy no. some stocks. Or yeah. I was shorting stocks. Oh, now I'm exactly. happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Nope, you're absolutely true. <clears throat> okay, Kristen, you have a really good sense of yeah. humor, don't you think? I, oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> well, there you go. I agree. I have, I'm amazing. I'm like, I can't wait to hear what I'm going to have a sense of humor about. So no, I, I don't do know it. if you're, you know, Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fest uh, over in over in Scotland. In Scotland. Going on this yep. week. And they voted for the funniest joke of the uh, of the thing. Do you know about that? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, they do, they do. They vote for the funniest joke of the festival. And a guy named Olaf Falafel won. Get it? Olaf Falafel? <laughs> yep. Okay, so do you want to hear all ten of them, and you guys can all vote. Okay, you ready? I just did this to Mordahl, and he broke into a deep depression. I think he went to the hospital. <laughs> because these jokes were the top ten jokes at the festival. Okay. Oh, well, Olaf is a children's author, so take that. You know. Olaf Falafel? Yeah. He is? So he's not telling <laughs> jokes for adults. Well, he, so. w- he won the, uh, the best joke of the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. I don't know what this is. What is an Eaton-themed advent calendar? What does that mean? Eaton, like the... E-T-O-N. Like, like the school? E-T-O-N. Yeah, Eaton. <laughs> Joe from Louisville said, please don't tell those jokes again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just take me a minute, yeah, Joe. Did, we did this last year, and they were all god-awful. Well, they're still all god-awful, except for <laughs> one. Oh, Eaton on. is a, yeah, a yeah. college in Windsor. That's, yeah, it's, okay. it's like where the princes go or something. Oh, I've got an... Oh. Oh, that's where the princes go. Okay. It was called King's College of Our Lady. I've eaten beside Windsor before. See? But then they changed it to Eaton. Uh, my sweater <laughs> just didn't fit with all those letters on it. <laughs> I know. Sagged. I've got an Eaton-themed advent calendar where all the doors are open for me by my dad's contacts. Well, that's pretty funny, <laughs> actually. That's not bad. And now that, that is, I know what Eaton truthful. is. Yeah, it's truthful. Yeah, it's actually truthful, so yeah. that's cool. Number nine, to be or not to be a horse rider, that is equestrian. Oh, my no. God. 
Me. Honey. That might be the worst joke that's I've a, ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember the one that was number five. Please there continue. you go. Okay, we'll it get to five. It might be hilarious in pony club circles. Uh, after learning six hours of basic semaphore, I was flagging. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Well, semaphore is the naval art of flagging and what, uh, flag relaying messages by waving yeah. flags yeah. around. Flag but what's the connotation of flagging? I don't know. Is it? I well, think it means like you're, you're falling. I think you're running tired. out of gas. You're, you're, tired. you're falling behind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, you're falling. You're getting tired. I don't know. Number seven. I accidentally booked myself onto an escapology course. I'm really struggling to get out of it. Yeah, brah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> number six these are children's jokes they really yeah. are number six sleep is my favorite thing in the world it's the reason i get up in the morning what S- sleep is my favorite thing in the world it's the reason i get up in the morning so we can go back to sleep okay. i feel like that <laughs> okay <laughs> now this next one ralphie did like the next one a thesaurus is great there's no other word for it that's not bad clever yeah uh, oh, my God. This is the worst of them all, by the way. Oh. Number four is the worst of them all. Steal yourself? A cowboy asked me if I could help him round up 18 cows. I said, yes, of course. That's 20 cows. It's a little math joke. I think it's that's a good. little math joke. That's Ralph exactly liked it. it. Ralph liked the math <laughs> joke. It's a math joke. We're going to have to kick Ralph off the show. That's right. Uh, number three, what's driving Brexit? From here, it looks like it's probably the Duke of Edinburgh. I don't even get that joke. I don't either. It just sounds yeah. like it could be a statement of fact as far as I Kristen know. Kristen just groans. Kristen, Kristen's groaning. Just is a that, groan. Is that Prince Andrew? Yeah, who's the Duke of Edinburgh? Let's see. It might be Prince Andrew. So it's a, is this an insinuation with his... Uh, that is Prince Philip. Okay. Prince oh. Philip, is he uh, in trouble with uh, Jeffrey Epstein too or what? Oh, Lord. I'm going to save number two <laughs> till last because number two I think was the funniest. Okay. I agree. Number one is the most dreadful of them all, and this is the one that won the contest. You ready? I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. Oh, my God. Oh, Cassie likes a florets joke. That's as stupid as it gets. How how can you not like a vegetable joke? I think it's a cute kid's joke. Oh, he had another vegetable joke, I'll tell you in a second. Oh, yeah, he did. He had another uh, another great vegetable joke. Oh, no. Okay, here's the one that I like. Number two, this one I think should have won. Someone stole my antidepressants. Whoever they are, I hope they're happy. Yeah, that one's <laughs> now, good. that's not a bad joke. <laughs> I like that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's. I mean, that Three. one's pretty good, don't you think? So the Florets one won? Yes. Wow. That, <laughs> and, goes, wow. Oh, and, and in this liberal environment, making fun of, of Tourette's. Of Tourette's. Mm. I know. Uh, I don't what know. What is that all about? Uh, it's a little hypocrisy there. But we talked it. Mordahl and, and I talked about this this morning. This is where humor is headed because it's you can't be funny anymore. <laughs> Not pot. You cannot be funny anymore. I just sneezed off my headphones. I just saw your headphones just sneezed right off your head. That was a good look. Ow. I will tell you, it really worked out well. There's an allergen in this room. Yeah, there is. Yes. Okay, well. I think it's these jokes, maybe. Yeah, the jokes are just, uh, it's pretty unbelievable how bad these jokes are. Uh, Falafel kept it food-themed when commenting on his win. This is a fantastic honor, but it's like I've always said, jokes about white sugar are rare, jokes about brown sugar. Demerara? What? What is demerara? Demerara is a kind of brown sugar. It is? 
Demerara. It sounds like Demerara. So I don't get like the a, joke. Yeah, I think you might need to be like a chef or something to the, get that one. Yeah, that, was, that was culinary humor. Yeah, culinary yeah. humor. I've yeah. always said jokes about white sugar are rare. Jokes about brown sugar, Demerara. Yeah, they're, Dem- they're, they're, they're rare. They're rare. Yeah, they're rare. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Get Inside rid of him. Joke. Olaf, get the hell off the planet. Yeah, when you have to Google Olaf. the joke, it's not funny. Oh, my God. Can you believe? But this is where humor is headed because you can't tease anyone. You can't make fun of anyone. You're a bully. You're picking on them. It's like, oh, God. This is where humor is headed. They also released a list of the top ten movies that could not be made today. And, of course, some of them, half of them I do agree. Because half of the movies that were made, mostly by Woody Allen, by the way, were about having sex with young girls. Yeah, he did do a lot of that. He did a lot of that. So, yeah, there'll be none of that. How about Breakfast at Tiffany's? What's what's that all about? Is she Um, young, too? Her landlord is Japanese, and it's who's played by Mickey Rooney. Oh, yeah. It's one of those deals. Any of the Jerry yeah. Lewis ones. You must get to work because you owe me a rent. Yeah. That was the, how he talked, wasn't really? it? Really? Yeah. That's how he talked in a movie. Never I'm not do kidding. That. Jerry Lewis did a oh, lot of Oh, how about Soul Man? Do you remember when C. Thomas Howell went in, um, put on blackface to get admitted to Harvard? I do oh. remember that. Yep. Yep. Wait, did this actually happen or was this a movie? It was a movie. It was a movie. Yeah. Now there's a remake with Elizabeth Warren. And also, concerning his career, I would say, see Thomas Howell or don't. If you, there's a joke for you. God, he was a terrible actor. He was dreadful. But, so did you think any of those jokes were funny, Kristen? Um, not really, honestly. <laughs> you know, with your infinite uh, sense of humor. I know. I was kind of like, you know, what? they gave me like those fake chuckles where you're like, uh-huh. Did you hear about? The, we only got about thirty seconds here, but in this segment. But did you hear about the guy who chose null? He for his car he put null, and his, for his wife's car he put void, personalized license plate. So his plate was null, and hers was void. What he didn't know is that every time that you don't have a license plate, the cop writes null on the ticket. He received $12,500 worth of fines because all those cars they thought were his tickets. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. yeah, what kind of server matches the string null with an actual null character? I know. I that's don't just, get it. That's bad programming on their part. I would imagine you're probably right about that, but null and void. I don't think if I came home, hey, honey, look, I got your plates. Void. <laughs> void. Probably not. Probably <laughs> Ur- not. Urinary humor. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, I got you a plate, honey. It's void. Yeah, I got you a plate, too. It's called divorce. There you go. It says it right on your license plate. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt. And let me just tell you something. What's driving Brexit? I think it's Kristen Burt. Because that's as funny as the original <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. All right, exactly. We'll, we'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. 
Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, I'm doing... Fawn's at the house, so I'm singing Christmas songs. Fawny mm. loves her Christmas songs. She sure does. I <laughs> love this song. Is that in excess? Yeah. Isn't he one of those autoerotic asphyxiation guys? I don't know. I know he, he died young. He hanged himself while whacking a mole, didn't he? Probably. Hung himself while hung. Hung himself while hung. <laughs> I don't Why do they do that? I don't know. I don't know. It, David Carradine did it, too. But what? Well, why? There, there, was, there was an orthopedic surgeon in Eau Claire when I practiced there. Showed up that way. I mean, it just... It's showed really, up? Well. <laughs> <laughs> showed up. Have we all been on a dolly? <laughs> open up the door. Fonts hanging oh, out. sorry. Excuse me. Sorry, Maybe your the... wiener's hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. Walk in on that. Kristen, aren't you glad you're part of this show? Oh, so glad. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell by your silence. Um, Kristen, I just, I've been doing a lot of reading. I heard about this yesterday for the first time right around this time. And I've been doing a lot of reading, and it is absolutely true the uh, the Generation Z people started about 25 years old and go down. So it's it's from zero to 25 are pretty much your Generation Z people, right? And then after okay. that, you're, you're, you're millennials. Well, Generation Z, and I, I said, I don't know if I believe that or not, so I did a lot of reading, and it is true. Generation Z is one of the most, um, how can I explain it? Probably one of the most later. conservative birth groups ever did you know that they're very very conservative politically so basically what what we've done the baby boomers and then the millennials we have gotten so far carried away with our ridiculous beliefs and extreme beliefs that generation z is going no we're not doing this it ain't, it's not going to happen we are not going to support that kind of crap i found that to be very interesting i mean there there is a trend where if, if your parents are one way you're going to be another way yeah there is that trend but i was i was kind of surprised generation z is very conservative politically does that surprise you Kristen? Hmm. um you know i almost feel like it is a part of I'm going to say like regional. I felt like it's very, very regional and very divided because living out here in Los Angeles, the young, I feel like the young generation is very politically minded, but they're also very liberally liberal minded versus conservative. So 
Um, what I do find them more conservative on, though, which I think is interesting, um, and this is actually even generationally in my family, like each generation that goes on, they are a little less wild when it comes to sort of partying and <laughs> going out and things like that. They're more apt to like stay home, maybe not drink as much, things like that. Yeah, that's exactly. They are. They're much more conservative. Absolutely. So it's not just political conservatism. It's, just, it's, it's social conservatism. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It absolutely. Well, is. I think yeah. the problem is the glaring hypocrisy. Yes. It, it just you know it's a turnoff to people. It is to me. Is the clothing uh, more conservative as well? I believe so. Yeah. I would say with my niece. My niece is twenty. She dresses pretty conservatively. I mean, she's yeah. a Florida State, and she's a in a sorority, but. Honestly, she doesn't drink at all. She's not interested in it, has had the same boyfriend since high school, um, and is really there to study. And you would look at her and be like, oh, she's a total sorority girl. I mean, she looks like the stereotype, but she's not out there partying or anything else like that. She's out there all the time with her sorority doing, mm-hmm. raising money for charity. It's amazing. Next time you tell that story, you got to add a joke in the middle of it. you got to go, she doesn't drink. She's not interested in that at all. She's had the same boyfriend since high school, and he's not interesting. Come on, throw that in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. He That's a nice good. Kid. Well, I'm glad to hear. We he's actually a nice like kid. him. You know, you're we to actually the, like him. The first. No, we do. He's a really great kid. Well, I'm glad to hear. Very that. well mannered. Yeah. I am glad to hear that. But it doesn't surprise me that's happening. Um, I tell you what. I, I spent some time with some friends in the business, who are, are nice Jewish boys, all of them. They are not big fans of Talib or Omar, I will tell you that. So this idea that Jews support those two, maybe if there's money in it for, for people, they'll support it. And I'm, that's not a Jewish comment. That's a political comment. But, uh, man, the Jews I talk to are not wild about either one of those two because this whole thing they've, they've started, there's no reason for it. There's just no reason for them to stir the pot. And where did they come to announce it, by the way? Kristen Burt. <laughs> Talib had to come to Minnesota so they could talk about it even of more. Course. God, what a joke. Well, here's my thought, too. And, and I, I think, listen, I, I like that there's like a new generation in the house and that they have new ideas. However, I don't like that they're battling the old generation of Democrats because yes, all are. you're doing is working against each other. And yep. I've always said this, and we had a discussion about it. You should have someone from every generation on your team to share ideas. Yeah, you're not always going to agree, agree, but you're on a team. And if you want to work against each other on your own team, go right ahead. Because if you don't want Donald Trump in office in 2020, guess what? You're going to let him sail right through. Yeah, they are. I, you know, I just, the problem I have with these, um, the, the squad is it just doesn't seem like they really care about doing their jobs. All no. they care about is no. rabble rousing for yeah. their own personal causes. It'd be nice to serve your constituents, wouldn't it? And, and their religious causes on top of it, which is, you know, we're supposed to be separating our church from our state. Yeah, what happened to that? Oh, that's only if you're a Christian, though, apparently. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, you know, the whole thing just seems fishy. I don't like it. I do agree. I think you're absolutely right. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. Like I said, oh, one thing, I, before we do move on, Kristen, there's a lot, I've heard a lot of talk also in the last couple of days or maybe even week since this all started with Omar and Tlaib, there's been a lot <laughs> of talk about begging Michelle Obama to run for president. You think that had happened? No. No, there has no, been. I don't there think so. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it's oh, realistic. Either. I don't think she's interested. I think no. they are very committed to their production company and working on documentaries and series and everything else. They're, they're yeah, well, they're, yeah, they have got a huge deal with Netflix. Yeah, they're so making hay with the sunshine. They sunshines. are going to be cranking out content. Would you really want to go back to DC, honestly? I mean, no. I think once. Their daughter has graduated from high school, the youngest one, Sasha. They are so far out of D.C. We'll never see them back there again living there. Yeah, I think, that. that's true. I think that's true. But a lot of, lot more talk. I think it was, I first heard it from that uh, Michael Moore in Detroit. Um, he's the first one who brought it up. But uh, more people are talking about trying to talk her into running for president because they think she'd win in a landslide. I mean, I enjoy her. I do appreciate. Um, I think she's a great speaker. I, I've always liked her message. Um, I don't feel like it's ever gotten too political, honestly, other than at like a Democratic National Convention or something like that or campaigning. But um, but I still don't really want her to run for office. I'm not wild about Kill Whitey, but other than that, you know, she gets that cooking once in a while and it gets real old. She, you know. What? Oh, she they does. love to beat, bash white people. Those Both of them do, which is obnoxious as hell. Well, that's part of the Democratic Party. <clears throat> well, like we always say, the old white dudes had his day. It's time to go. Oh, God, listen to you, you commie. Uh, no. <laughs> she starts laughing. Yep. She just starts laughing at me. That's you're no, a... it's, it's just funny. That's like, I mean, ever since the Me Too time's up, it's, it's hard to be it's hard to be a white guy. And what's the, yeah. next, and what's the next group that's going to have a hard time? White know, women. White women. Yeah. White women. It's hard. Do you think so? Oh, I was going to say. Absolutely. It's hard to be. It's hard to be a royal right now. I, I, you can't win. You can't <laughs> hop on an airplane. You can't hang. You know. Yeah. They're trying to deflect all the news from Prince Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's true. Yeah. That I true. Uh, just as, as 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 an aside, a young white woman uh, played hockey uh, at a Ivy League school. Uh, you know, as a, as a scholarship, finished at that Ivy League school, did research in a major university in in a Western city, had a hard time getting into medical school. Really? Because she wasn't, she didn't click the boxes the way some people can. Oh, oh that's the whole deal now, is it? <laughs> well, that and I and and I went through medical school, and there were a number of people that clicked the boxes that spent an extra year in medical school trying to get them through and to under, get everything uh, in their head. So, so Kristen. And Cassie and Catherine, when they start turning on white women, I want you to say what AOC does now. I want you to say it like this. Women of no color. <laughs> God, I hate when she does that. <laughs> women of color. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, I understand. I got it. Whatever. Ugh, gross. It is gross. <laughs> I didn't even realize we have KCK. Yeah. The three women. KCK. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. Kristen, Cassie, Catherine. Did you hear? I almost yep. made a mistake on the morning show on broadcast <laughs> Uh-oh. with Colin Kaepernick. I came oh. so close because I, yeah, I kind of, I caught myself, thank God, but I almost on the air, he made some obnoxious comment again. And whenever I try to like, you know, take a little bit of their steam away, I just use people's initials because, you know, kind of makes them less important. Mm-hmm. And I almost on the air said, yeah, well, F-U-C-K. <laughs> that 
would not have been good. That no. needs to be on a t-shirt. F-U-C-K. F-U dot, 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 C-K. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? That'll go over? Who keeps who keeps making him relevant? I don't even I know understand. For real. Nike. Well, the corporate, yeah, the corporate Oh, world. Nike's run? Oh, that's... I'm going to call Ryan back. It's very, very, very boring. Ryan Bynett. Nike. Move What's on. that? I said Nike could move on from that. I think it's I think it's a big bore now. I yeah. will never buy a Nike product again as long as I live. That man is disgusting, and you're making him relevant. He is The only reason he's doing that is to kiss up to his girlfriend. No, it's, who's his girlfriend? Oh, what's her name again? Kristen, you know. What's, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend? Yeah, what the hell's her name again? She's a very yeah, she's beautiful the, um, woman. broadcaster. Yes. But oh. she's, she's like a TV host. Nessa. Nessa Diaz. Yeah, Nessa something. Oh. She's the one that, that pushed him into that whole, oh, it's because I'm black. She pushed him into that. Is she black? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So let me say this again. F you. So you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I know it's very tempting. She's for, Egyptian. Oh, it, Egyptian. it's it's just so well, tempting for everybody to. Oh, I get to have a voice. I have I a know. platform. I know it's true. It's not all about you. Mm. Guess it what? It is true. Not everything's all about you. Um, Kristen, well, I'll talk a little entertainment here, if you don't mind. What did George R. R. Martin mean when he said HBO's Game of Thrones wasn't very good for me? Yeah, I bet. Made you a multi-billionaire. Him- <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, you don't have to work a day again in your life. No. What are you talking about? Why? What is it about Hollywood? that? And, and it's not Hollywood in this case. Because that's a British uh, show, isn't it? What? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't Oh, it's who, not? Who produced it? Game I have Thrones? no idea. HBO did it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was filmed over in, like, Bulgaria. They were always really remote. Yeah, they were. Can you, can you tell who produced it by looking at their teeth? Oh, there you go. <laughs> had bad teeth. It had a bunch of production companies, but it was distributed by Warner Brothers. Oh, it was, it was an American company. Oh, because weren't the actors mostly British? I thought so. That's I don't what know. I, I didn't watch. I actually I watched, have no idea. Oh, I watched just a few episodes. And... Christian, yeah, do you know, okay. do they watch one? They film anything at, at Warner Brothers there in uh, Burbank? What about Warner Brothers and Burbank? Did, did uh, the Game of Thrones, it, it was released by Warner Brothers. Did they do any set work there for Game of Thrones? Oh, no. Everything was done overseas. And okay. so they were they were literally in Bulgaria for just about everything. And oh, really? they lived, especially for season eight, they were in a bubble. Okay. One, Honestly. One t- filming for months and months on end. I want you to call George R.R. R. Martin right now, as soon as we're done with the hour, okay? And I want you to tell him, okay, you're... <laughs> You're a billionaire. Get rid of the skipper hat and the suspenders. <laughs> okay, enough. What you? I'm an old steamboat captain. <laughs> what the hell is that? Steamboat <laughs> Willie. Steamboat Willie. Channeling from Arthur Treacher. Gilligan's Island fan. Yeah, well, there you go. See, love it. <laughs> the author says now the show's over. It's more freeing to conclude his writing of the sixth, seventh books in the series. More freeing. Did he sit around on the set every day or something? Oh, maybe I don't he get was. It. Maybe he was involved. As I said, I saw one episode. As soon as the guy started banging his own sister, I said, "This is not for me." <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe some other show I could watch sometime. Let's not be taking a run at your sister. How about that? That's a good plan, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. 
I don't know, George <laughs> R. R. Martin. What a weird cat you are. You, you should have get together with the guy who started Scientology. He he had a skipper hat too, didn't he? Oh yeah. Well, they have their oh, own navy. Oh yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. That's his name. Absolutely. So yeah. I watched the lots going on with Scientology too. Oh, Ooh. that's so funny that you mentioned that because we uh, Alex has been over at the house for the last couple of days and um, we watched the she hadn't watched all of this season's Handmaid's Tale. We watched the finale and oh, yes. I did I didn't know she is I can't think of her name the one that stars in it. Oh, something Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah. she's a Scientologist. Huge Scientologist. And she's really? playing yeah. this cult religion religious character i'm just Mm. like i mean she's caught up in the cult yeah which is very interesting to me just being herself yeah she's been in since she was a kid too so she's one of those similar to leah remini where she was raised in the church um and she is not very preachy like tom cruise has been in the past about it Mm. she really keeps it very private doesn't want to talk about it um, and then she had that really random, weird marriage to Fred Armisen from Saturday Night oh, Live. Oh, that's right. And, yes. And she just said he was dark and creepy. And he admitted that he was like the worst person to be married to. Supposedly, he's very kind of like creepy and violent and weird. Um, what? So, allegedly. <laughs> violent? Yeah. Violent against what? Puppies? Puppies. He's a complete candy. He's into dark things. Oh. Okay, we'll take a break. I know, isn't that weird? I'm going to be in a dark thing for the next two minutes, and then we'll be back. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Yeah, my music is. Toodalama lama, toodalama lama, toodalama lama. God, I'm buffering today. I'll just do that song. Kristen Burr with us, ladies and gentlemen. People lost their. Yeah, your brother lost his electricity, didn't he? There was a big storm this morning, Kristen Burt. Ooh, nice. You don't have storms. You don't have thunderstorms in L.A., do you? Uh, we do now. When I first moved oh, here, really? we didn't, and now we do oh. occasionally. Yes, because we suddenly, over the last two years, have developed humidity. Oh, because of all the people. Swimming pools. Might be all the, the turds in the yeah. street. 
might be that. <laughs> yeah. Or could be. Outdoor uh, urination. Or is it because the smog is gone and now you get more oh, marine effect coming in yeah. because it's not as hot Maybe. in the valley? That's true. It's a good yeah. point. It's been a cooler summer for us, too. Um, I'm sure it's coming maybe in September, but it's been, we've only had a couple of days over 100 where last summer, almost every day, we were blasting yeah. the AC. I haven't turned on the AC in over 30 days. Nice. Well, that is nice. Absolutely. It's warm everywhere else. Interesting. Okay, so Chris and I got to get your take. I've been, they've told me about three new TV shows that I should watch. One is called okay. the, the Boys, which is, what is that on again? Is that on Amazon? Amazon? Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. But you haven't I'm, watched it yet? I'm planning on it. You know anything about that, Kristen? I have not watched it yet, um, oh, because it is superhero based. So. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a joke on superheroes, isn't it? Yeah, it's just still not my still not my genre. Well, see, that's what I was worried about because I don't like superheroes either, so I don't even know if I think it's funny. But everybody tell Frank Caliendo said it's funny as hell. It says it's really good. Yeah, not my genre. Well, you yeah. watch it and you tell me if I you think I should pick it up. You watch right. the first oh. episode. Here, here, Tom, why don't you stick your feet in the fire and then get back to me? Yeah, you're <laughs> that hot? You was, that hot? Time. Was, that, was that fire hot for your tootsies there, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have me. to watch so much stuff, it's hard to keep up with my job. And, you know, if you're interviewing someone, you have to catch up on their series and watch that. It's a lot of content. Yeah, there is. Okay, let's see. What were the other ones, Catherine? They mentioned a couple other ones that we were supposed to watch. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't understand. I'm looking forward to the morning show. That's going to be on Apple Plus. That's the new one with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. It's a TV show with those three in it? Yeah, it's about a yes. morning news show, right? Boy, that's Television a morning very, show. very, like... Let's show you exactly what happened at the Today Show. It's not, you know, based on a true story, but you know that they pulled a couple of stories off of all of their drama at NBC. Okay, i got to ask you a question. Your NBC and your morning news anchor, talk anchor, whatever the hell he was, uh, installs a door-closing button at his mm. desk. I'm sorry. No, you're not doing that. Yeah, who approved that. that little budget? Yeah, don't. Yeah. you're not doing that. You're not going to have a close-the-door behind people with a button. Steiny had one of those. Like, you know what I'm going to need is a torture chamber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to be an Iron Maiden. There wouldn't be too much trouble. Exactly. You'd have a bed of nails you'd like to swing in. <laughs> What's contractors doing in there? <laughs> I yeah he was not a pleasant man. Like I said, it, well, Breakers Reese Jones. I ran into him playing golf a couple of times. He is not a nice man. I will tell you that he thinks he's very mm. very important. No, by he's the, very arrogant. He's extremely arrogant. You're right. You know who is not arrogant at all and is a really nice guy. And I played a round of golf with him and didn't know it was him until after we finished playing. We were at Jane, uh, Breakers Reese Jones down in in West Palm Beach. I play this round with this guy. He's an older guy, friendly as hell, not a very good golfer, so we fit in perfectly. Had a great time, and at the end, you know, I go, hey, okay, nice talking to you, Jim. That was really a lot of fun playing with you. It was great. And the pro comes over and goes, how do you know him? I said, I don't know him. I just, I, I just played golf with him. He goes, you know who that is? I said, no. His name is Jim. He goes, it's James Patterson, the most prolific oh. writer. I think after, uh, what's the woman that did... Uh, uh, the the Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, 
J.K. After J.K. Rowling, he is the most successful author of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. He lives in a castle on in Palm Beach. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's a very, very nice he's got, guy. He's got bucks. Oh, he's also got about 10 charities that he supports with a lot of money. He called He called into this, didn't he? Yeah. Write, did he write a children's book? Yep. About a dog or yep. something? Yeah, absolutely. He, he called in, he actually, did. to promote his little book. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah, he's on the morning show about three, four times a year. Really, really decent guy, but I had no idea. And I told him that story, and he just kind of went, oh, really? Yeah, because I, I had no idea who he was. Nice guy. Really, just a really straight-ahead nice person, which you like to run into. If I was really, really, really wealthy like that, I'd, I'd hire a doppelganger to go around just being nice to people, being and doing, nice to everybody. doing common, everyday things, so everybody thought it was just wonderful. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> She, Catherine is such a great person. Go help people. Yeah. Work at the dog shelter. So, so, so Catherine, so Catherine, Catherine doesn't doesn't care about you know getting the house clean, being driven around, having a pilot or nope, anything. She just no, wants she just no. wants somebody to go around and just portray her. She wants an actor to portray That's her. Sad. Oh, Isn't that man. just sad, ladies I would totally and gentlemen? Do that. Yes, you would totally do that. It's all true, but no, you know it makes sense. I guess. Sure. So, I guess. What I want to hear what Kristen had to say about the hunt. What's happened with that? Oh, yeah, what, ha- what happened with the hunt? Oh, Kristen? the hunt. Yeah, I mean, that is shelved. I am wondering if it'll turn up somewhere on the dark web uh, and someone Probably. will release it because it's completely shelved. That's not going to see the light of day. Well, what kind of stupid idea was that anyway? Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to um, have Democrats round up Republicans and kill them off, and then the Republicans well, will kill the Democrats. Well, they changed the name. Originally, it was called Red State versus Blue State, oh, and then they kind God. of um, oh, then decided to veil the references that it was a political film. And I think it was just, listen, it was Blumhouse. Blumhouse does all of the horror movies, yeah. Yeah. and they're just trying to think of a way to... For the quick cash grab, I'm sure it wasn't done with a huge budget. And, you know, for their 90 minutes, make their money back. Yeah. I guess. I just, uh, who would want to go see that? Here's what I'll do. We'll have one party, round up the other one, and put gags in their mouth. I wouldn't at all. No. No. I mean, it it sounds horrifying. Well, you know. And where we have mass shootings every five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I just did a bunch of interviews. So You Think You Can Dance last night did a a, a big dance with Travis Wall, who's always Emmy nominated and winning. He did one on on gun control, gun violence, and all the kids that are in the dance are like eighteen, and all of them are young enough where they are a part of active shooter drills. You know, they did it in high school and everything else. So the dance really affected them, and you kind of watch it and you think we've just failed so yeah. poorly as a as a nation because we got to figure this out somehow i mean you just can't just have a bunch of mass shootings and say this is okay yeah, yeah this is just right. business as usual now la i have a question yeah and i hate that mm-hmm. and i think all of us feel that like it happens and you hear the news and you go oh but we're starting to accept it as a norm in some way shape or form yeah, and yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Now they what busted like three, four more guys that were planning on shooting things up, right? Where? Yes. Uh, I don't know, all over the United States, oh, basically. Good. Pretty yeah, three different over. locations, I believe. Yeah, but this is it was. great. It's all true. Um, Conan O'Brien is his career almost over? I don't know. I don't really. Think about him. Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Thing, yeah. You know, 
Uh, I mean, that Tonight Show uh, situation really hurt his career. It, it should have hurt And it his really career. had nothing to do with him per se, because it had a lot to do with NBC not having a focus and a direction for their late night strategy. Yeah. And then, you know, bringing Jay Leno back in and, and then everyone, be, you know, everyone blaming Jay Leno and making him the bad guy when really it was the network that was being the bad guy. No, it was not Jay Leno's fault. The one thing I would tell Conan O'Brien, though, if I had my forehead was like three times the size of my face, I would comb my hair over it, not straight back. <laughs> pull a Trump. Yeah, pull a Trump. Uh, comb it over your forehead. Greenland's not for sale. Conan O'Brien doesn't buy it. Well, actually, he hopes to as the elder statesman of late night. What if I negotiated the deal? O'Brien said during his Monday monologue, announcing an upcoming and very real visit to the country. President Trump has an interest in purchasing with as much, if not more, negotiating experience as Trump, O'Brien added. He's ready to sweeten the deal. There are a couple of ways we could do it. We could do a straight trade, Greenland for Florida. Yeah, trust me, this is our best state. And please do not Google Florida. Not convinced yet? How about this? Greenland, once you're part of the United States, you'll be enrolled in the U.S. health care system. That's right. Yeah, also, please do not Google U.S. health care system. Oh, God. Jesus. Does he have any jokes mm-hmm. that are funny? He's not funny it's the most at passe all. humor in the universe. Really is. The late night host to, uh, touted another perk, noting Greenlanders would never again be cold since they have they'd have American fat, the greatest fat in the world. Oh God! I, <laughs> it's like the kind of things you'd hear from a twelve-year-old <laughs> aspiring it's comedian true. twenty oh, years ago. God, is he not funny? <laughs> I haven't. Have you seen his? Has anybody seen his show in the last say thousand years? No. No. I haven't either. I, I, I no, just. No. Dreadful. But now that we're on this, how, how, why wouldn't we buy buy Cuba instead? We should buy Cuba. You know, I think that's a smart idea. We get the cigars. We get a nice place to visit. Nice place, great Caribbean island. Why don't we hook ourselves up with uh, that? You know, and uh, give Puerto Rico a run for their money. I did notice after I made the statement yesterday, somebody stole my idea about Mexico. Mm. All they they changed it. They said that we should we should buy Mexico, not Greenland. And I said yesterday, we should just declare war on Mexico. And they just take it over. <laughs> right? Why not? Take it as ours. It's a horribly corrupt, filthy country in most places. Mm. Be- the people, they just run right over the, the, the citizens. Who, you know, I don't know why they're allowed to do that. By I suppose it's their country and they do. But if, would you notice that everyone's fleeing? So if they all eventually do flee, you don't. Well, Mexico City is pretty big. How many people in Mexico City? Like 20 million or something? It's a lot of people. I know is that. It second largest in the world? I don't know. It's big. I know that. But yeah, I just. But yeah, now I heard uh, a guy talking about that on a national talk show that we should that we should buy Mexico. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, but we don't get the cigars. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. I don't know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with the whole thing? I don't know. Yeah, um, I've always looked at Mexico. So they still have feudalism there, where there's a there's mm-hmm. a, a handful of families that sort of run the That's country right. and own so correct. much and control so much. That's correct. So it's really feudalism uh, in the 21st century, mm-hmm. and, and and that is that's that's a. House of Cards. Eventually, that's that'll come apart. We, yeah. Wheels will come off that. So what are they going to do then? I don't know. I think it's a civil war that would uh, sort that out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. We shall see what the deal. I mean, what I don't understand about that whole argument is, oh, the United States is keeping children in cages, which it's not, by the way. It's all BS. 
And if they are cages, they were built by the previous president, not this one. And I'm not defending Donald Trump at all. I'm just telling you the truth. But um, I just wonder about that. If, if you had tens of thousands of people fleeing your country on a daily basis, wouldn't you get the hint maybe something's wrong? You know <laughs> I don't what I like mean? living here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live here anymore. Oh, something must be wrong. Yeah, what's wrong in Syria? Why are all these people? Hey, what's wrong? With, what's going on in Syria? Of course, it's something horribly wrong when you leave your home. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can't. Well, you could get gunned down in the street, I suppose. Okay, you ready for this? I want to see if the women, yeah. the KCK, as the women are known on Tuesdays here, KCK gang, KCK gang. Despite making up more than half the U.S. population, women are still lagging behind their male counterparts in pay and in leadership positions and still claiming the lion's share of minimum wage jobs. Some states are making better strides than others in closing the gender gap. WalletHub looked at the 17 metrics across three main areas, workplace environment, which includes income, health, and education, which examined differences in advanced educational attainment and the affordability of doctor visits and political empowerment, which includes gender disparity in the makeup of state developments. Uh. State that ranks the highest <laughs> oh. in gender equality. Okay, here we go. Highest in gender equality. You ready? Hold on to your hat. Or do you want me to do the worst first? It doesn't matter. Okay, I'll do let's the best. Go, yeah, let's go with good first. Okay, Delaware number 10. What to Delaware? Number 9, Vermont. Doesn't surprise me at all. No. Number 8, <laughs> Colorado. Number seven is Minnesota. Hmm. Do you agree with that? Mm, I don't. She goes, <laughs> I don't really ever think <laughs> about this stuff. I mean, gender really, equality. to tell you the truth, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if you fought for gender equality, that would put me in a much stronger position. Because <laughs> now you're way above me. So if it was gender equality, uh, I would gain huge no, I strides. Mean, I yeah. used to right. be. I used to be, you know, all upset about the wage gap and all that kind of stuff. But that's come. I, I think in Minnesota, it probably is pretty much on par now. I think Seems most yeah. most corporations are pretty nice to women here in Minnesota. Um, if you factor for everything, there really... basically is no wage gap. Yeah. No. Well, I, I think Minnesota is actually pretty. Has always been pretty good about this stuff. Yeah, because mm, I haven't true. really heard anything you know, negative about women in the workforce and there's being this huge gap in salaries and stuff. So I think Minnesota, I don't know. Yeah. I think most companies are pretty accommodating for, you know, women with families and such. Mm -hmm. I just, but but one of the things they don't live in that. Don't ever talk about in the, in sort of wages and things like that is productivity. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. And if a woman is, is a mother, you know, and involved with her family and that's going Mm -hmm. to affect her professional productivity. In a, in a, and I think a positive way, because being a mom is one of the most important, probably the most important thing we have for women to do. Yeah, but not from or your for employer's perspective. So, you know, parent at home is key. I think absolute key. So. You know what's amazing? There's only one big state in the top ten. Most of the big states do not have gender equality. Really? Uh, number six was oh. Virginia. Number five, New Mexico. Number four, New York. Number three, Nevada. Number two, Hawaii. And number one is Maine. Well, no, California and Illinois—they got the huge populations, and they're very, very liberal. What are they doing with the women there, Kristen Bird? They're not paying us enough. How about that? They're not. Although you didn't make the no. worst, the the top ten worst either, the bottom ten. Did I guess he it fall somewhere in the middle? I feel like we yeah, fall did. somewhere in the yeah, middle. Yeah, you did. So did yeah, Illinois. It's pretty actually. amazing when you're super liberal, you should not be have, be on these lists. I wouldn't think so. No. 
The worst are Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama, Virginia, Louisiana, South Carolina, Texas, Idaho. But number one, the worst is Utah. Really? Yeah. Well, it's religious, religion based there. Uh, you know. Hmm. Whatever. There's also that, not a huge uh, population there, right? Okay, I've learned over the past right. several years that whenever Kristen goes, hmm, it means the show's over. Look at the time. Is that what I say? Yeah, you do. You go, hmm. All right, sister, we will talk to you. So are you going to be on next week? Hmm. Or, uh, oh, God, you're such a smart <laughs> I man. am. I'm, I'm here with you. I know. All right. All right, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. Beep. Up. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Glitchy. Los Bye. Angeles Entertainment. Hollywood reporter. Hollywood. Number one. Number one. No question about it. So, yeah, uh, Minnesota's good for gender equality. Now, I did notice North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin are not on the list. It's interesting, though, how I just read it. I just read something about how racial equality is still so bad in Minnesota as far as wealth and all That's, of this kind of stuff. So yeah. how how can we be so yeah. bad at, yeah, at that and be okay with gender equality? I agree. I don't get it. By the way, I did uh, Larry Elder, you know who he is? National he's a national talk show host. Uh, he's a black man in America today. I do not know who he is. Larry Elder's been around. He's a, he's a black guy that one, at one time he did afternoons, uh, I do believe he did mornings in Dallas and afternoons in Chicago. And he flew back and forth every day before ISDN lines. Every day he made that trip. That's a lot of flying. He did a big report. And again, remember, he's a black man in America today. He did a report on uh, disparity in spending money on black students as compared to white students. Yeah. He said it's exactly the opposite. There's more money spent on black student education or people of color education than on white people. People have to understand that systems can't fix the No. You know, you people exactly right. Grassroots. That's what fixes things. But why why are they allowed to tell these lies like they do? Mm-hmm. Just stop Gives lying. politicians a reason to have a job. Yeah, pretty much. I suppose that's true. All right, we'll be back in about five, six minutes. So pretty interesting. We have a really interesting guest coming up. Julie, is it Sathow or Satow? I'm not sure. Well, you're a lot of help. Well, I didn't talk to her, but yeah, I think I, th- I wanna say it's um Satow. Satow, probably. Yeah. Julie Satow. The Plaza, the secret life of America's most famous hotel. Mm. We'll find out if that's true or not. Oh, great hotel. hotel. It is a great hotel. For your travel Tuesday. We'll be back <laughs> for your travel Tuesday. We'll be back in five minutes with Julie and the family.